Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. We're excited again. We're honored. We love this opportunity to come across your radios and talk with you. And we're in Proverbs chapter six. We're enjoying it. This is a Thursday. We're pretty excited about that. We got a surprise for Friday's podcast. We, we're going to surprise you with something you don't want to miss it. You want to make sure you get in tomorrow and listen to Friday's podcast. So we got a surprise. We, we got a present for you guys on that day. Uh, uh, with me as always is my friend Stephanie and happy Thursday to you, Stephanie. Good morning, Doug. It is, you know, it's a cold Thursday. Let me tell you, winter is trying to creep up on us and cold. You know, two days in a row walking in the 40s, low 40s yesterday. It was mid 40s uh, this morning. And, uh, you know, I, I get outside about 0600. And I got to tell you, I was sad I didn't bring hat and gloves today. I'm just being honest with you. I was chilling. Yeah. I wasn't going to stop, but I was sad that I didn't have at least a hat on. You know, and yeah. uh, man, my head gets so cold out there in the morning. And you know what? You come yeah. in and you look like a Q-tip dipped in iodine. You know, you take your jacket <laughs> off, you look in the mirror, and you, your face is scarlet red, man. And it just, oh man, I, I did. I did a messed up image. I just uh, wanted to you know, <laughs> My hair was standing straight on end. You know, that's how I look this morning. And uh, you know, then I run across the, and I call them these old ladies. They're about ninety down at the bottom of the hill, and they're like, "Doug, you're looking good this morning." You know, and their dogs are trying to pee on my feet and stuff. And but I love those women. Their dogs, they they have no continence left with their bladder. I don't know how they do it at home, but they don't get down the steps before they're peeing in the morning because they they pop out just as I'm wrapping up about seven thirty. I think they used me as their guide to come out and say, here's Doug, let's go. You know, when it comes to dogs peeing down the steps, you know, holding out, it just freaks me out. Yeah, think about that image for a minute. And you're trying to keep your foot clear of those dogs. You know, they're like, you're like you're dancing around. You look like Michael Jackson or something backstepping, you know. Oh, yeah, but I. But I I love the ladies, and, you know, they were telling me how good I looked this morning. I come in, look in the mirror, and, yep, Q-tip dipped in iodine, you know, and my hands were all red and dry, and, man, I'm telling – but, you know, my midsection was warm, you know, so I'm going to be up front with you about that. You know, I had that – it's like a Land's End zip-up quilt. No, it's a – I don't know. It's the one you get at Kohl's. See, Stephanie and Debbie – Debbie, about a year ago, totally hooked me on Kohl's, and so – and so whenever we would Stephanie, we go to Coles too. So I think I bought that jacket last year in Indiana. And I'm okay. thankful. I'm thankful for it. Praise God. And uh, so I said all that to say that nothing that made sense at all. Uh, there was nothing there of value. I mean, we just wasted one minute and thirty two seconds talking about that and got nowhere. Uh, we just know it's Thursday. And uh, so anyway, here we go. So uh, so we still have our knucklehead segment that we can lean back on when I mess up 
So our knucklehead segment does something like this. It goes back in our knucklehead segment and it, it, uh, uh, it, you know, it does three things. First thing we do, we want to point out what a knucklehead is. We want you to be able to identify what a knucklehead is. In the army, we have a regulation and it tells us this is the enemy, what the enemy looks like. Don't be the enemy, kill the enemy. That's the kind of thing we're doing with a knucklehead thing. Don't be the knucklehead, kill the knucklehead. So number one, we do it so you know what a knucklehead is. Number two, so you don't, so you don't become a knucklehead and you kill the knucklehead. You don't be part of them. And number three, sometimes, sometimes, rarely, but sometimes, we find humor in uh, the knuckleheadedness of being a knucklehead. So all that being said, you, so you might be a knucklehead if you're not willing to train your kids that it's all right to serve God. And uh, I wanted to write that down. That was something, uh, part of the sermons that were preached this week. And someone making the point, you know, it's a great honor to serve God. I love serving God. I love that I get to do this podcast. I love that I, I get to go out and work with people. And sometimes God uses us to help people. And sometimes God does a great work through us. And sometimes, boy, we get to stand on the mountaintop and look and say, look what God did. And uh yeah. That's all about serving God. So don't be a knucklehead and stop your kids from doing that. Let them go on mission trips. Let them hang out with other people. And if they want to be a missionary, praise God. They'll get to hang out with people like us. It's all right. You know, everybody doesn't have to make a million dollars. And uh, uh, I wish I would. But, you know, I, I wish I'd make, you know, more than minimum wage. People at Starbucks make more money than I do. But anyway, and they should because they served me a vente today, praise God. But the, yeah, you know, hippie girl was there this morning, and the, it was lined up back. I, I had to go inside Starbucks, and I went without Starbucks yesterday because I'm cutting back because I put on 4.2 pounds at Pensacola. I did. I had the Missionary 5. and uh, But anyway, I you know, you have the Freshman 15. I had the Missions Conference 5. But I I went in this morning. I got my Vente, uh, you know, and I, I put an extra squirt in there again since my taste is a little bit gone. But then when you get about a quarter down, you can put some more milk in and get more out of it. But anyway, mm -hmm. I was talking to Hippie Girl this morning. She makes me feel so good. And uh, and Hippie Girl is like, Doug, it's so good to see you. Always an encouragement. And I'm thinking to myself, here's Hippie Girl working at Starbucks, making my day better. And if they, they get 20 bucks an hour here, I'm glad. You know, I'm glad mm -hmm. they get 20 bucks an hour. You know, praise God for people who get 20 bucks an hour. That's all I'm saying. And uh, I don't know how I just got there, but again, we lost another minute. So anyway, that's what a knucklehead looks like. <laughs> you may be a knucklehead if you're not allowing your kids to serve or if you're trying to shelter them from serving. It's a, boy, that's against God's will. Don't do that. Cut it mm -hmm. out. Be cool. Serve God. It's a pretty great thing. And, you know, the inventor of the Norton knucklehead moment, Mrs. Norton, Lynn Norton, we've never had her on this podcast. I don't know what Stephanie's fallen down on that job. Uh, she's supposed to be setting it up where we interview her and hang out with her for a day, but we haven't done that yet. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we got to do it next week. We got to do it before Wednesday because I'm having dental surgery Wednesday. Uh, anyway, back to, um, I forgot where I am. Oh, so we have this new segment. So we got the Norton Knucklehead moment out of the way. But we have this new segment, and this new segment is a pretty cool thing. So what we're doing is we're compiling things, and our brother's actually going to write them down, and we're going to write a book about it or something. We don't know. But anyway, 
things you don't do or don't say to people with PTSD. Now, Stephanie has, it's a compendium. She's like an encyclopedia of things you don't say and do to people because she, she's around a lot of knuckleheads. I'm just being honest with you. You know, her parents are great, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was around some knuckleheads, especially when she came back. So she heard more of the junk than anybody I know. So with that in mind, Stephanie, and that great introduction that you were messed over than more people we know, what is something you don't <laughs> say? <laughs> Or two to people with PTSD. Um, I think one of the most hurtful things that was said to me, and and then you're going to know exactly who I'm talking about when I say this. Um, he rates up right up there with the person that you recommended. I mentioned by name, um, but I think that for me, looking back now, I can laugh about it. But one of the most awful, demeaning, tearing down things that was said to me after Charles died was. Quote, you can't think for yourself oh. and do what I tell you to do. Oh, man. And <clears throat> I will never forget that. Um, I wish I could have recorded it um, so yeah. that for you um, because, and what's scary was I believed him. I agreed with him because that's where I was as far as um, due to a lot of abuse. Um, narcissistic abuse. I really believed that he was right when he said that to me, but the worst thing you can do for someone who has already been through shock and trauma is, you know, who's already at a place for me, it was a place of already feeling guilty for being alive, already feeling like, God, why, why did you leave me alive and take the better half? Why did you do this? the worst thing you can do for someone in that place is, is to reinforce that they're of no value. Yeah. And so, um, never, ever, ever yeah. tell who is already at rock bottom that they can't think for themselves and that they just need to be your pawn because yeah. that's an essence was told. And that was just one time that was reinforced, reinforced multiple times. Mm -hmm. Um, but build someone up come alongside and build them up. You know, I, I can never praise or thank the Lord enough for the Hicks family because they were the, they were the pendulum swing opposite of that. They didn't tell me what to do. They were never there saying you need to do this instead of, or just, you know, let us control this aspect of your life. They yeah. were there. there they were coming alongside helping bear the burden and helping me take steps to healing the people that take notice that the people that tell you, you can't think for yourself are going to be the ones trying to define you and remake you into their image yeah. so that they tell you. They stink. You know, I love the Hicks. I, the, not the Hicks stink, the people who say those things and tell you you're not good enough. You know, folks, you want to talk about something you don't say or do. I mean, that's, that's a top three. It made it in our top three. That's a terrible thing to do. People who do that stink. But I want you to know I love the Hicks. We just spent, I don't know, 10 days together. We all hate each other or anything. Nobody beat anybody up. Well, a couple of the Wesco kids did. But, I mean, everybody oh, else was cool. And that, that happens all the time. That's yeah, just life. <laughs> that wasn't bad. You know, and Emmy, Emmy taught me lessons on life again, you know, telling me what's going on with her and her family and life. You know, I'm just a little girl. That's all I am. I'm just a little girl. She reminds you whenever she wants anything that she's not spoiled. She's just a little girl. And little girls have needs that other people don't have. And, uh, you know, it works right. on me. 
You know, it works. I mean, but, but I had a great time with the Hicks family. And uh, I, you know, Steve's even back at the top of my list again. You know, him and I walked, I, I want to say we walked 24, 30 miles. I don't know. We walked five or you six walked- times, six miles. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we walked together a lot. We hung out together a lot and got to be with Rhonda, then two of my favorite uh, Hicks girls, and they're all my favorite that I've met. And uh, uh, I missed Lydia, obviously. I missed uh, Liberty. Yeah. And because uh, those are the other two girls I know, but we had Mama Mia Leah and Sweet Lou, and um, man, it was just a great time with them. And, and Sweet Lou, Louisa, she's the sweetest woman alive. That's why I gave her the nickname Sweet. I've only know, I've only had two friends that have been Lou my whole life. I had Big Lou, who was this big army dude, and he was big. <laughs> he had a hard time getting in my car. He used to be a lineman for uh, Ohio State University, but anyway, I had Big Lou in the army, but Sweet Lou. She's the best Lou ever in my life. I want you to know that. And Mama Mia Leah, I think she's the only Leah I know except for the Bible one. What a great gal. Just a wonderful family. They're all good people. And uh, I was glad to be with them. But I, I, I want to go back to this. This is even more important, I think. In a minute, we're going to grab a verse or two and talk about this. But I, I want to talk about things that we don't do. And, you know, folks, I, I want to talk about this for a minute. This is so unbiblical to break somebody down, to shred somebody, to take shots at somebody. To, you know, I've told you this a million times, folks, that, you know, self-esteem, self-worth, self-value, self-everything, self-image, they're, they're real things. But when you realize that, you know, the, the Lord has paid the price for your sin, that God loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son, and you know the verses, and you know where I'm at. When you realize that, those things kind of come together. But, boy, the devil uses people, Stephanie, when they shoot at you. Yeah. And, boy, the devil uses people uh, when they shoot at you and, and when, uh, and you know, you never get shot at when you're in the best frame of mind, you never get shot at when, you know, the day you get engaged to marriage, you never get shot at the day you find out you're in love with somebody. You never get shot at the day you have a baby. They never get shot at when you're having a great day. You never get shot at when you're having spaghetti and steak, God's favorite meal. And you, you never get shot at during that time. Let's not talk about food, Doug. Oh, I told you this microphone, if it was biodegradable, repurposed food, I would have eaten it by now. After eating that Pensacola, 7,200 calories a day, it's hard to, you know, man, I haven't had much to eat. But anyway, going back, this is important stuff, I think. It is. I'm sorry. I just got derailed. That's all right. It's of the devil. That's all right. But you noticed it and you got over it. The devil wants me to, I'm derailed like Every 10 times we derail on this podcast, nine of them are me. All right, let's just be upfront about it. Anyway, so you were due one derailment, uh, but it wasn't a bad derailment. It was a good one. But I want you to go back, Stephanie, and think, has there ever been a time in your life with all these PTSD abusers, all these knuckleheads, all these people who shoot at us, all these people, was it ever done on a good time? No. Now, because the devil doesn't set his minions out there on a good time. Well, the fiery dart, it's the fiery dart that come, you know, and I think a huge part of this, um, what brings this to mind, and I mean, we are nowhere near Proverbs, except that it kind of goes along with yesterday's friends. Yeah. But I, I was talking to a young lady um, at PCC who, who was just in the midst of a trial, and we were crying together, and I said, I told her, you know, Psalm 23 came to mean so much to me three years ago, and it's come to mean so much to me since, because the verse that says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, isn't talking about the person dying. You know, my entire life, 
I had thought that that was written for someone dying. Yeah. Not. It's written to us living. And the fact that we go through valleys of the shadow of death, where we see death, be it physical death, be it the death of a dream, the death of maybe it seemed the seeming death of a dream. Can yeah. you imagine what Jesus felt like the valleys he went through where it seemed like oh. God given dreams to him were, were dashed, but we go through those deaths. But then that verse is followed up with that. God prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies Yeah, and where those people that are out, the people that say things to you, like you can't possibly think for yourself. Oh, yeah, those those people are your enemies. They okay, are. let's be real blunt. Those are people that are out to destroy you. They would never say that. They would they would say that you're gossiping and slandering them to make those statements. But let's just be very blunt here. Anybody that's willing to say that to you, to your face, God only knows what they're saying and doing to you and about you behind your back. Exactly. And so. Um, those are your enemies, and yet God makes that promise to set a table before you in their presence, to feed you, to nourish you, to grow you, to strengthen you in the presence of your enemies. And he promises to anoint your head with oil. That's all in that context of in the presence of your enemies, he's healing you. In the presence of your enemies, he's changing you and transforming you into a victor. Yeah. And so that is... I guess when I think of what never to say to someone, never say that, and to understand that that is Satan trying to destroy you, and to remember that before God, you are clothed in Christ's righteousness, and you Amen. are more a victor through him who loves you. Yeah, yeah, and and exactly. And you know what comes to my mind, and, and I, I think we will skip the Proverbs thing, but I, I think we need to go to First John. And, you know, we got to understand the difference between darkness and light. And, you know, I was in First John 1, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to somebody and, and kind of like an informal talk or consulate, whatever you want to call it. And I was reminding them of God's light and uh, and what God is. And I ended up over in First John, and, and and God led me there, chapter 1, starting in verse 5. And uh, I think 5 through 10 really go along with what we're talking about today. And we'll, don't worry, tom- well, tomorrow we've got something special for you, but next Monday we'll go back and hop right on. We'll make sure we go back and do the verses in Proverbs we miss, but in First John it says, then this is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto him that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And can I say something to your friends and what happened to Stephanie? And I thank goodness she mentioned that, but this is hard and I know it's happened to you. And, and this is important that we talk about this and, and um, that's darkness. It's not light that comes up to somebody and shreds them and makes them feel bad and makes them think they're not very bright and makes them think they're not up to a task. There's no light in that. God's not in that, friends. That's just pure narcissism. All that is is a narcissist trying to get an upward advantage on a poor widow lady. That's what that is. And Stephanie, on behalf of all Christians, I apologize that someone would do that to you, and I hope that uh, that God would straighten that person out so they wouldn't do it again. But if we say that we have no fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. And, oh, I'm sorry, if we say that we have fellowship, again, the words, I always miss or add a word. And walk in darkness, we lie and do not know the truth. So if we say, hey, we're in fellowship with God, Stephanie, but you're not smart enough to handle this by yourself. You need us. Or take Stephanie's name out and put Doug in there. 
or take Doug's name out better yet and put your name in there. We've met these people. They're knuckleheads. They're idiots. They're, they're boneheads. And, uh, but we walk not in light as he is in light. We have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ. His son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So, I'm, you know, Stephanie, there's no light in hurting people. There's no light in making people feel bad. There's no light in shooting at a widow. There's no light in any of that. No, and I think if that's what brings you pleasure, um, you're one of these kinds of friends that we covered in Proverbs. You're a friend that it's best to to get away from and stay clear of. The flag's up. Uh, you know, I think that uh, you run. We talked about when that flag, when, when God raises up that flag and says, this doesn't work. If somebody comes to you and says, you can't handle that, and you're not in the hospital dying, and and you're not, uh, crazy or you're not infirmed in some way or another. And someone says that to you, that's a sign to get away from that knucklehead. And yeah. uh, I mean, if it's not real, we know if that's real, there's some people that need to be said that, you know, that needs to be said, Hey, Doug, you can't handle that right now. You had surgery. I say, Oh, Hey Doug, you can't handle that because you're a freak, whatever the case may be. <laughs> but I assure you on Stephanie's worst day, she can handle everything in her life. Matter of fact, when I first met her, I felt like she had a better grip on those eight kids than most married people with two parents in the house. And, 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 and this is what I think, Stephanie, I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong. I think if we're not careful, uh, these people set themselves up as these kind of a, a apostolic, uh, you know, to, uh, yeah, yeah, ultra spiritual. Uh, you know, I'm a modern day God here in your life, small G. Uh, I know what, or I know what what God's will is for your life. I used to know a guy like that. He's in heaven now. He he would tell everybody he knew what God's will was for their life. But I'm here to tell you, if you're doing that, you're a knucklehead. If you're listening to it, uh, please take some time and pray. God will give you the discernment you need to get away from that. I don't yeah. think, we, I don't think we need that in our life. And I agree. And, and I don't think we need, uh, honestly, Stephanie, I, I don't think, I don't think there's a time ever in the kingdom, uh, or his people waiting to get into the kingdom. I don't think there's ever a time uh, in the local church, in our homes, in our families, there's never a place for that. No, no, we're told to edify yeah. one another. And it, and edifying means building up. It means making better. And if that stays, that's when God can work. When we're, you know, not only is it an obedience thing, it's a kindness thing. It's a basic Christian thing um, to edify, to build up, to bear each other's burdens. and you're not, you're not, you're, you're adding burden to someone when you make statements that are so demeaning. And, um, you know, when you, when you pretty much encroach on someone's life as if you are God yeah. and that is plain old evil. And I, I, like I say, you know, a lot of things are on my mind because of where I am as far as the year mark, the three year marker 
And um, so you have a lot of memories pop up of things that are said and done. And there are so many good things that God did and so many sweet believers in Christ who did not say awful things to us. Right. Many more than did. Yeah. Yeah. So those people are very near and dear to my heart. And I'm so thankful for them. But the narcissists, the knuckleheads, the the knucklehead squared, um, the picture, they're not in my life anymore by my choice because those people were a part of the tearing down process. And um, my brain does enough of that on its own without any help from outside people. So um, just coming to that place of remember your worth to the heaven, that he cares so much more for you than the sparrow and he cares for the sparrow. He knows the number of sparrows he sees when the sparrows fall. He cares so much more for you at created in his image than he even does for the sparrows who he cares for and created. And so remember your worth before the King of heaven, before the God who died for you. And when you remember that and keep your focus on that, when the knuckleheads come along that say you don't, you know, have enough brain to think for yourself you have a God in heaven who created you in his image and for his glory, who has a special purpose for your life, no matter what you've been through. Exactly. And I, and I think that's good. And, and you know, remember in that chapter we were in today over there in the, uh, in Matthew chapter six and seek ye first the kingdom of God. And, and so I mm-hmm. guess, and I think that's verse 33, we did 21 a few minutes ago, but, I, but I think the most important thing that we come away with here is we don't seek people. Uh, we don't seek ministries. And, and, and Stephanie, you've talked about that with candor, and I have, I think, is uh, very often that some of the mistakes we made in our life, and uh, Christians do everywhere, is sometimes we find ourselves not willingly or knowingly, but you get to a point where you almost worship men in churches and things of that nature, or women, or whatever, the, however that falls together for you, you know, in ladies groups and stuff like that. And then God says, no, seek me. Everything will come together after that. And mm-hmm. I, I think it was important that we, we took this turn today. Um, and we talk, cause I think sometimes, you know, folks don't know how, uh, in many, many cases to say, Hey, you know, I know you got PTSD. Sorry about that. Let me know if I can help you out. You know, we don't have to yeah. go in judgment mode. Hey, you know, when we told you what our love language is, you know, a vente. I mean, we, you know, we, you know, buy us a latte and we can, we can talk about anything. We can talk about the governor's race. Praise God, Virginia. Looking for New Jersey. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. But I, I, this is what I think. I think as we close today, remember that God is light. And people, even though, even them who call themselves light even them who call themselves preachers, even them who call themselves uh, reverends, even them who call themselves leaders and group leaders. And, and you know the men and women I'm talking about, folks. Sometimes they're darkness. Sometimes they're working for the wrong one. And uh, it's about God. So, you know, wrapping this up today, and we, we did cover the light. If we, if we say, you know, he's in us, if we accept him, then, you know, we shouldn't be in the darkness. We shouldn't be living in the dark. If we say he's with us, it should be light that comes out of us. His light, not ours. Um, I don't know. Stephanie, 30 seconds. Anything you want to say? Well, I think just remembering that God is still God and he still loves you with an everlasting love. 
And so don't um, get discouraged by things that are said to you. Um, it's easy to, because words have power, but remembering that God is God. He is faithful. That will keep you going. There it is, folks. Listen, we love you. If we can do anything to help you, make sure you find us on Helpful Wounded Spirit Facebook page. And please listen to every word Eric's got to say as Brother Eric shares the wonderful words of life of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing more important than accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Special day tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you listen. God bless you. We love you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.